Amen. The scripture reading for today comes from Acts 2. And it reads, But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwelled in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. Let all the houses of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all whom are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. The word of God for the people of God. Our sermon series uh, for this season discusses what we are to do now that Jesus has been resurrected. And my response to you all is simply this. Let's go fishing. Let us pray. Most gracious God, thank you for today. We thank you for all that you are doing in this moment. Oh God, open our hearts and our minds to you like never before. Lord, lead us to those places that you would have us to go that we might live the purpose that you have placed on our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I have a fraternity brother that absolutely loves to fish. I didn't say he likes to fish. He loves to fish. That is his thing. Good God. He is a student of fishing. He, he has a, a fish, a specific fish that he likes to pursue. He has is reading, and probably will read all of the books that have anything to do with the art of fishing. He has watched, is watching, and probably will watch every video that has anything to do with the art of fishing. And he has listened to, is listening to, and probably will listen to every podcast that has anything to do with the art of fishing. He spends time getting good at his craft. He loves to fish. On weekends, he is fishing. In the evenings, he is fishing. On holidays, he is fishing. On his days off, he is, you guessed it, he is fishing. When he can't physically go fishing, I believe he sits in his chair and goes fishing in his mind. This man loves fishing so much that he was determined that when he retired, he would buy himself a new fishing boat. He picked it out. He knew exactly what it was. He looked at the picture every day. And then six months before he retired, he bought the boat. I think that drove him to retirement. He just couldn't wait. He loves to fish. This is evident about him. If you spend any amount of time around him, you will quickly know more than you ever dreamed about fishing. 
My good brother will tell you about his target. He will tell you about the lure or the bait that speaks to that target fish. He will tell you uh, you have to be patient, and he will tell you that this is that his love for fishing stemmed from his initial desire just to feed others. He loves to fish. Now, the truth of the matter is that not everybody that fishes just fishes for leisure or for fun. For some, it is their profession. Some cast their nets daily as a job, but the principles for them are still the same. They still, they usually still have a specific fish that they pursue, mainly because of geographic location. They will absolutely know what lure speaks to that fish, what the right bait is, and they will be students of their craft, patient, and desire to feed others. You may still be asking, Brother Pastor, what does this have to do with today's scripture? I'm glad you asked. Today we find Peter giving his famous sermon. And, and this portion of scripture and the portion of scripture prior to this, we find a group of religious people of that day gathered together. We find the Holy Spirit falling on them as disciples to learn students of Christ speaking in languages previously unknown to them, known to people groups present around them in need of a word. We, 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 we then hear Peter preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, illustrated by the power in the word, and 3,000 souls were saved. Amen. But just a few years prior, Peter wasn't in the upper room. Peter wasn't preaching before the masses. He, he didn't know the gospel, and he didn't know Jesus for that matter. Just a few years prior, Jesus, I mean, Peter was simply a fisherman, casting his nets into the water, seeking a particular fish, using specific lures with patience so that he could feed people. No doubt he was a student of his craft and good at his job. I imagine that Peter loved to fish. It was what he did. It was who he was until the day everything changed. One day while washing and mending his net, he met Jesus. That day Jesus made him and his brother a promise. Jesus told them if they would follow him, he would make them fishers of men. After that, Jesus became their teacher, but that fishers of men thing didn't happen right away. For, for years, Jesus began to teach them about this new fish that they would be fishing for. He taught them the lure to use what would speak to the fish. In short, he taught them the word of God and the power it contained. Through practice of sending them out and simple observation of him, he taught them patience. And they saw the benefit time and time again of feeding others. Peter was a student with his brothers during this time, and Jesus was their teacher. Are you with me? Now we find the teacher is gone. Jesus has, has been crucified on a cross. Jesus has been buried in a tomb. Jesus has been resurrected. Jesus is no longer physically there. But Jesus did not leave them ill-equipped. He left them fully equipped, his, for, he left his students fully equipped to fish as he had taught them. Amen. And now we see the disciples speaking language of specific fish or people group. 
perfect lore of the word and the power thereof. With patience, seeking to feed the people, in this moment they became great fishermen. This is what they did once the master had departed. They went fishing. They went to all people proclaiming the gospel, teaching what they had been taught and winning souls to the kingdom. This 3,000 was just the beginning and now the question is being posed to us. Now that Jesus is resurrected, what shall we do? People of God, let's go fishing. It is no secret that no one man can reach everyone, but we all can reach someone. In the circle that you live in, in the circle that, that you operate in, with those that speak your language, go fishing. Share with them the good news gospel of Jesus Christ. Be patient and allow the lure of the word to work in their lives and be present to feed the people as they come. Let's go fishing. Let's work together to reach the lost, the suffering, those in despair, the widows and the orphans. Let's go fishing. Let, let's reach the religious, the nominally religious, the atheist and the agnostic. Let's go fishing. Let's reach the young, the old, the black, the white, the Chinese, the Russian, the CEO and the empower, impoverished. Let's go fishing. The Great Commission tells us this. To go ye therefore into all people groups, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that has been taught to us. The question is, what do we do now that Jesus has been resurrected? What do we do now that the teacher has departed? What do we do now? that our lessons have been taught and our feet have hit the pavement. And the answer is simple. People of God, let's go fishing. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.